sometimes if technology just worked a little smoother, life would be so much easier. <laughs> That's a fact. That's it's a fact. Flag. It's a fact. Man, right. Anyway, yes, enough of our technology problems. It is Thursday, it is nine. So, UK Cowboys time. How we doing, fellas? I'm sick and tired of hearing the heat. Those fans are already talking so much trash already. I just want them to shut the hell up. Well, we're going to shut them up on Sunday night, yeah. Monday morning, you know. So, yeah, they're Touché. really doing. Do- like, they can throw up their all oh, five and no, we won Dallas posters as much as they want. Yeah, we're the underdogs, but hey, I'd anything to shop those monkey birds. I do not care how we win. Anything, <laughs> just anything just to shut them up. It's the only team in the NFL I despise full heartedly. I, I cannot agree. stand them by the like just the whole franchise, the whole <laughs> fan base. They can go and jump off a cliff for our kill. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to be Mate, about it. I, I, I <laughs> put it this way: I proper trashed them in my defensive article on blogging the boys. So yeah. I had to let it. <laughs> well, so, you look uh, at J- you look at Jason Peters; he's trashed them as well. So you know. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Not just that. Even their own players are actually saying it now. Jason yeah. Kelsey actually came out today and saying it's like, yeah, our our fans are are local based, but they only have a intention of only beating Dallas. That's their aspirations essentially. So, so you're trying to say your fan base are very narrow minded and want to beat one team and one team only don't really care about the greater things in good. That sounds about right. That sounds like the yep. Eagles. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but I tell you what, before we get into it, and I'll ask everybody watching at home as well, so get your quotes, get your comments and questions in. Uh, you are the MVPs of the show. So I'll ask everyone at home, and you, pay, Um, what do you? I know you've given an initial thought, but how do you think this game's going to go this weekend? I honestly don't have a clue, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> I really don't. I, I like. I'm not gonna lie. This is gonna be our toughest game to date. There's no doubt. Yep. Like, like Eagles. Like, like <sighs> defensively and stuff like that. Yeah, they're cool. And, like, like not cool, but they're, they're they're putting up numbers. Yeah, like, but against who really? But at, the same t- but at the same time, their offensive line is probably the best we've played against all year. Very true. Um, they have protect well protected Jalen Hurst to some extent. There is um opportunities to get to him for sure, mm-hmm. but yep. I don't know. I don't. Do I, do I think Eagles' offense are gonna do one over on our defense. No, do I think our offense is gonna do one over the Eagles' defense? Not really. So it's it's a hard one. Like I think it really is a battle of the defenses rather than the offenses. My personal opinion. Um, it's the battle for me, battle of the run game. Well, if you're asking that, I think the Eagles do have the upper hand in that. Mm-hmm. Just if slightly. You, if you can stop the run and you can establish the run, you will beat oh. them. Oh hell yeah, definitely. That's the way to beat them. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, as we say, guys, get your we can see him coming in, flying in. Yeah. So it's great to Benny, see you big, all. Big sh- yeah, big, big shout out to Benny. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Yeah, get them in. Let us know as well where you're watching from, because if you're watching from the UK or Europe, it is a late night. Oh, well, um, we, we do have uh, Chris uh, Guerrero watching from Oregon, USA. Ah, oregano. Brilliant. Oregon, <laughs> Oregon, you dafty. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, should we hit the news and updates? Yeah, go yeah, for well, it. Yeah, let's well. go for it. All right, let's hit it. All right, so straight out of the gate, Lorne, you already attested to uh, some of the news that came out with Jason Paul. Some of the news, though, coming out is... J- Jason, Jason who? Jason Peters. Jason <laughs> Peters. <laughs> you said Jason Paul? I did, I did. I thought, Christ, what the hell? He didn't know, you know. Uh, you can, I'm you can taking, tell I'm, I'm running I'm, on fumes. I'm, I'm running taking, on fumes. I'm taking no prisoners tonight, mate. No. <laughs> I am running on fumes, mate. Honestly, it's been non-stop. You know what it's like. Um, but yeah, um, so ah, Corpus Christi, love it. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> lovely bit of the world, actually. Quite like it down there. But um, yes, so uh Jason Piers, yeah, getting back to that, not Jason Paul. So Jason Piers, he's actually been in training this week. How yeah. crazy is that? He may actually play this weekend. How do you guys feel about that? Knowing as well, though, he's a vet who's played on the Eagles, knowing that team very um, in-depth. I, I think that will be one of our biggest advantages going against this mm-hmm. defense. Uh, yeah. With him knowing, well, and seeing that it's a different coach, different style of defense, potentially. Mm-hmm. But you know players' traits for sure, like like Brandon yeah. Graham or whoever. Like I do, I couldn't even tell you who's on that Eagles defense. I couldn't, could not care less who plays for the Eagles. They're just trash. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying yeah. it. But, yeah, I mean, no, good, Paul. Sorry, you're. Oh something. no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. Right. No, I mean, I I think obviously we got is one of us posted it to the group on Friday night that it was it was going to be out. Out multiple weeks, and mm-hmm. you're thinking, Oh, god, you know, this Great. is a case of him going to IR, and then, yeah, lo and behold, he's back practicing and he's fired up. You know, obviously, he's going against his old team, so mm-hmm. and from the sounds of things, there's maybe there was maybe a bit of bl- bad blood with how he was released, you know. Yeah, so, I think so too. Um, I thought that myself, yeah, but. I don't, I've got nothing much else to add on it, really, because um, I generally thought Peters would have been one of those guys that would have retired as an eagle, but well, who knows? Didn't Turns out, out not, yeah. Turns out not. Um, so, yeah, uh, in other news, Dak has been throwing today. Um, they got asked the question, and uh, they asked both uh, Dak and CD Lamb about the throwing, and all they said is, it's a good day. That was it. It's been a yep. good day was all that they've said. Very interesting um, on that note. But um, apart from that, we are still waiting for the practice report. Usually it comes in just as I say, we're waiting for the practice report, and then it comes in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what crops up, because the list was quite lengthy yesterday. Um, but the big one is Micah Parsons and obviously Tank as well. Um, turns out, though, from what Mike McCarthy's saying, they're both going to play. Which is good news. Um, so, go just on, to let you know, it's a uh, Gelkins posted it just now. So, see, as always, as soon as I say it, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll get that up now. 
and uh, we'll see what he has to say. So it doesn't make for good uh, to just like mumble for a bit, but here we go. Um, I've got that now. Good news is, is Quinton Bahana um, is a full participant. So that's some good news because we are definitely going to need him. Rico Dowdle's a big one. And Jake Ferguson is listed as full. Yep, but I wonder two, two, two days in a row. Yeah, no, but I wonder how far that's going to go with him. Um, so we'll keep an eye out on that. Uh, other ones is Michael Parsons. He's still limited, but we know all about that one. And the big one is Dalton Schultz with the PCL. The only thing I will say from watching the Rams game last week is Dalton Schultz does not look like he's ready to come back. I mean, he was rounding off his routes, just looking generally sluggish. And like, I think because like he's he, he's trying not to damage the knee by running too hard, his timing was off. I don't know if you guys see now. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's come back too early. We were kind of talking about it on Tuesday night that, you know, okay. he's obviously got these guys that are, um, you know, up and coming. And, you know, he's seen that the writing's on the wall. He's not, he's probably not going to be around here next year. Mm -hmm. um, so he's wanting to try and get back and at least put the tape out there so that somebody's going to come and pick him up based on this year's tape, not last year's tape. Like he's worried uh, about getting beaten out by Ferguson and Peyton yeah. and the shot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Go on, carry I, on. I, I just think they've done they've they've already done enough to suggest to the front office that you know they could you know let Schultz go out the door <clears> and you, you've got two potential guys that can be the sort of Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz combination for the next couple of years at least. Well, um, not only just that, Lauren, they've already got a bit of a bromance already developed already. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with Peyton Hendershot, he just needs to get his pass blocking sorted. Um, his run blocking, I know he had the penalty last week, um, but generally wasn't that bad. He was doing exactly what you expect to do. Um, with like you know like, like a semi chip where he, the tight ends come in from the side and hit from the hip, um, it was looking good. I, I liked what I saw, moving bodies, creating creases. That's fine. Jake Ferguson doing much the same as well, but you expected that from him because we've seen him doing it at Wisconsin. So um, yeah, it is interesting. But before we get into talk about the offense, because we'll talk all about the tight ends, let's hit. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys offense versus the defense of the Eagles. As I said, I'm all over the place today. I am just like literally. <laughs> and do you know what's even worse is me and Paul got a meeting after this. Was yeah, and and I'm I'm gonna do like a wee extra stream later on as well. So what are you doing? I uh, mind I've got my. I'm trying to build up the. My YouTube stuff up as well, so I'm trying to get that done. All right, fair just, enough. Just, just a general discussion type of thing, so i do that. You know I'm going to go on there anonymous, uh, anon, anonymously. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. if you're offered, just was jump on after that then. See how I feel. Yeah. I might do. It depends how long the meeting takes. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, anyway, Dallas Cowboys offense, guys. Um, let's talk about Cooper Rush, first of all. Um, he's been in the news again, somewhat because of Troy Aikman. Um, did you guys see what he said? I, I, I saw the headline, but I didn't actually read it all through. So, saying but, like but, he but, knows, 
generally how it feels because it was kind of happened to him where he went out injured the one year, I think 1992 possibly, so he didn't play in a playoff game. It was 91 because funnily enough, it was deep deep blue this year had had a feature on that and it was obviously Berlin guiding mm. them through the end of the season. That's right. The the wild card game and then they they went and faced Detroit and they put Aikman in and Aikman hadn't you know he'd only literally had about three or four practices in the back <laughs> end and just you know wasn't switched up wasn't up to speed for the game that time. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's kind of basically saying he knows how that feels. He's been there and all the rest of it. So, he's saying that Dak is the quarterback, but he's got to be wary of what is around the corner because he's saying that what happens now, right? Uh, and tell me what you guys think. The Cooper Rush beats the Eagles this weekend. Now, what's your thoughts on what you do with Cooper Rush? But can you really say it's Cooper Rush is actually beating the Eagles, though? No, team wins is not a callback stat. But what he's saying is, do if if they go out there and they win, that you know this weekend with with obviously Cooper Rush with the car keys, you know he's got the keys to the offense right now and he's doing it. Do you make that change? Do you do you disrupt what what is going on it. right now? I would still do it. I, I would do it, and I mean, obviously, the the Detroit Lions not not to badmouth the Detroit Lions. They've got the worst defense in the league at the moment, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know that's that's probably your best bet to come back. Then you've also got the the Bears the following week, and then you've got <laughs> the bye week before you you really need Dak back for the 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 Green Bay Packers. Although mm. I mean, obviously, the Packers aren't anything this year. They're, they're, they've got their struggles, as evidenced by this weekend in London. Um, uh, but you know, ultimately, this is Dak's team. It's not. It's not like 20, 2016 when you know Tony was out and you know Dak came in and changed the whole locker room and changed the whole ethos of the team and what have you. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, is. Yeah. Um, this is ultimately, you know, and Cooper Rush has said it himself. He's only. He's only you know, taking the wheel while, while Dak's recovering. So, you know, he, as I say, again, I said this on Tuesday night, you know, what Cooper Rush has done is there will be teams probably next year that are looking for somebody that they consider a starter. Is he a starter? I don't know. But mm. at the very least, he's got, the, he's got a, he's carved out a niche like um, Chase Daniel, who, you know, has yeah, yeah, created... Yeah. I think it's some stupid stat that you know, 14 years in the league, he's now he's made something like 50 million dollars. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, back, back up quarterback has not really hit the field. Yeah, he's got he's got TV um, duties this year as well, in something the equivalent of first take or whatever. So yeah, yeah, um, you know, and he's he, had the sponsorship as well. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, he's he's set for life. Sure. Um, and I think Cooper rushes as well, especially with the Dallas market. Somebody will, you know, somebody will decide that there's some they can do something with him as well. So um, it's it's worked out for him, but he knows he knows that he's not, you know, the next Roger Staubach, the next 
Troy Aikman or whatever, you know. Mm. Yeah, go on, Paul. Cooper Rush is a backup quarterback for a reason. Um, that's all I'm saying in that matter. Like, the fact is that if Cooper Rush was so good, why did every other 32 teams pass up on him at the very get-go? The reason why we brought him back because he knew, knew the system when he was torn back into and he can play it to a, an actual tooth comb where he can just ju- just get enough over the line. That is it. Don't get me wrong. Cooper Rush has been great. Like, he's been... He's helping us getting the wins, but he's not been like this enigma that he's going to replace Dak Prescott, like because he's been so dominant. I'm sorry, but no, he hasn't. We've barely scruffed the surface when it comes to our offense. We're still struggling to actually put points in the board, yeah. like or, to... or even get first downs. I mean, you won the game exactly. there with ten, 10 first downs, exactly, Lauren. So, this whole debate of Cooper Rush oh yeah if he beats the Eagles then we should keep him in full season and we can actually do whatever money with Dak and maybe cut him or whatever and I'm like, I'm like just like stop just stop for a second here seriously <laughs> like are you mean to tell me for all what Dak Prescott's done for the past like five six seasons since 2016 you're willing to throw that all away and he's still in his pe- uh, prime right now pretty much I'm sorry, but no, I'm not. I I, I just don't get that at all. But but uh, but, but like Sakuba Rush, keep doing what you're doing right now. If we can scrape the win, then great. Wins by like win by any means necessary. Do your job. Like the what the whole Bill Belichick motto is: do your job. And that's what Cooper Rush is doing right there. But right doing right now. But he's not setting the world on fire. When you've got. Uh, people like Shady McCoy on national television making stupid comments saying, "Oh yeah, he should be the should be the guy replacing that best right. He's cheaper on the cab and cheaper on this, and he's done this and this." I'm sorry, but no, just no. Stop talking absolute rubbish. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're. I know what you're saying. I agree that you know he's he has issues with sustaining drives, which is something I've said before. Um, and it seems to be that between the twenties, totally fine. But once he gets inside them, he starts to struggle. He starts to waver. With Dak, you don't. You get because you know with Dak as well, he can, if needs be, run the ball. He can take it to the outside, get you know a first down. All of a sudden, you're sustaining drive that way, and you, that's what you get with him. So I think that's going to be that. That's a major difference there. Yeah. But let's talk about the running backs, guys. Uh, Tony Pollard, Zeke. This is a big game for them. Believe it or not, right? Uh, and I, I've written this up. You know the Eagles, they are allowing an average of five yards per carry on defense. That's yep. in that's in the top ten worst, and but so they're only the, second. They're only second in uh, rush attempts against them. Second fewest. Right. So, so what's the total amount of uh, rushing yards they've gave up right now? Not a lot. Not a lot. Like they, they, and, and rushing yards against them is really low. But it's only really low because they're not getting many attempts against them. They're second fewest in the NFL for rush attempts against them because what's happening 
is uh, their offense is moving the ball, running the ball really effectively, chewing up clock, and then they're getting into scoring position and scoring. So then what happens is the other side comes out and they've got to throw the ball. They've got to throw on them, so they can't run on them. That's where it's going wrong. But you can run on them. They they, they are leaking. Yeah, they're, as you say, Mike, they're putting the points up in the first half. Their offense has been stagnant in the second yeah. half. So, um, but by that, point right time, down. by that point in time, the defense, the defense for them has been strong in the first half as well, and that's then caused the opposition that they're facing to to start throwing the ball in the second half to try and get back in the game, and you know, mm-hmm. obviously with time dwindling. So, um, that's that's their whole sort of modus operandi. But mm. um, that's the basis of it. Because yeah. because the Eagles' defensive line is actually like is one of their um, it's like one of the identities of their it's defense. The, it's, their it's defensive what, it's, line is strong. One the, it's one of their core foundations that the, mm. Eagles, the, the Eagles' front four, front three, whatever front they have, yeah. it's mm. always been for the past. I don't know f- since I can recall, maybe ten yeah. years. Easy. Ten years, they've always been a top ten defensive line, always, mm. right and. That's the only like, and I you do need to respect that, and that's the like, mm-hmm. like as the team, yeah. But obviously, I'm talking about the fans here. You don't respect mm-hmm. the fans, but no, 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 uh, no, no, no. Uh, but but as the team, you need to give respect to that defensive line because they've always yeah. kind of stepped up every time, and, like, and they 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 do it as well, Paul. I'm sure you've seen this. That what is crazy is their front four get like phenomenal in terms of pressure so like mm-hmm. their their defense literally hardly ever blitzes that's what's so impressive with their, their line and when they do it always seems to be that one guy in fact is Brandon Graham still playing these days is he still playing he is yeah um well, well, he's, we... he's first string defensive end yeah well well he was the guy who was pretty much causing all the mayhem pretty much at the time yeah and, and they do, they, they, they're not very high in terms of blitz rate, but like in terms of pressure, I think so far this year, I think they're like six or seven, you know, and they're like first in, first in sacks. They're above, oh no, sorry, they were first in sacks. They were. They were last week, but now this week they're like fifth. So they're still up there. Yeah, San Francisco are number one, we're two. We're two, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, they do do it really, really well. So, but what I think that it, is important for the Cowboys offensive line is they really need to help rush. And in terms of when we're talking Zeke and Pollard and run backs, they need to be able to help establish this run. Yeah. 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 Well, totally. I, mean, I think, I think the main thing for them is establish the run. And then, you know, that gives a, uh, you can do the play action pass off that. And then that mm-hmm. obviously gives the the defense a bit of pause so Cooper Rush gets another couple of seconds now Cooper Rush is something like got something like the second quickest release in the league at the moment he's yeah. 2.46 seconds um between taking the snap and releasing the ball but um <clears throat> you know obviously you saw it there against the the Rams that you know if if somebody's going to get to Cooper Rush it's more than likely where Dak would normally escape and run with it Cooper Rush is probably going to go down, so you need to give him that extra bit, that extra few seconds against these guys. That is true. Yeah. What what what's ironic is that it's quite easy to understand how the Eagles' offense works because it's very similar 
to how the Cowboys' offense works. Just that the 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 Eagles' offense, which we'll get to, <laughs> they, they seem to be very effective on this screen and RPOs. That's where they come in. Yeah, but you know, sticking with the Cowboys' offense, we'll get there in a minute. Um, but I mean, Paul, talk about the Cowboys' offensive line because we, you know, you like to talk offensive oh, yeah. line. Um, I mean, like. It's how, a big test. How, yeah, how do they go about trying to stop, you know, the Fletcher Coxes, Jordan Davis, who's been okay for a rookie so far? What do you do to try right. and stop him? I mean, we did okay considering we were up against pretty much one of the best defensive tackles last week in Aaron Donald. I thought we did okay, all things considering. Mm-hmm. We, we did manage to open up the rushing yards for the likes of Tony Pollard. Zeke did have some success as well. Um, I mean, we just need to be more physical, really. Like, make sure we're actually getting into the right, correct positions. But the thing about like Sir Jordan Davis, yeah, he's a big brute sports, but if we can actually get in the right position and just slow him down for that one half of a second, that's all it takes for to open up those lanes. So, um, but it's going to be a tough game for the O line, uh, for terms of the. The run, the run defense. I think, I think more in the pass protection is where I more feel comfortable at the moment. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're talking about if you put Zeke in there as your running back, you've got that extra layer of pass protection as well. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. put Tony, I would not put Tony, Tony Pollard in pass pro. No chance. Oh, no, 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 no way. He's not built for it. Because a comment has been made about Hassan Reddick. I mean, that guy at the moment, I, I think he's leading the team in, like, pressures and sacks and forced fumbles. Having quite a year, and he didn't have a bad year last season either. I think it was with the – was he? yeah, he was with the Panthers last year, wasn't he? Was he? All right. Didn't know I that. believe he made one stop at a team somewhere. Something like that. Anyway. Um, he had quite a good season last year, so I think he's coming off always obviously over Terrence Steele's side, so he's gonna have quite a day trying to stop him. Here's the thing like, Steele has improved week by week, it really has. Yeah, when you he's really, been when all you, right, like when you look at the whole, like, I know you shouldn't be using like PFF can be a bit mm, mm. hit and miss depending on what you're looking for. Use but, it as a as a little as a guide but, rather than yeah, like, but, but in terms of what in terms of like, like pressures and stuff like that, Steelers up there. He's hardly mm. gave up anything this year. The right side of the line's been all right. Yeah, uh, like and don't get me wrong, like Tyler Smith has been great, but he did have his struggles against the Rams. But you can't you can't use. Aaron Donald is, you know, your exactly, bench mark. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So Aaron Donald is a one of a So he was basically given Tyra Smith welcome to the NFL moment, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but now that's a system. Hopefully, Tyler Smith can actually rebound like he did against the week before, um, where he was giving up those penalties and came back and made a really strong claim for himself against the Giants. So if he can do the exact same again, like from getting treated by Aaron Donald to come back against like the Eagles and put a great performance then I'll be happy with uh, the pass protection side of things. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's talk about the receivers then. Uh, first of all, I just want to start off with, uh, let's start off with Michael Gallup with that two tapping catch last week. 
Here's the thing about Michael Gallup. I did not expect him to get that much game time. I did no, not. No, you're right. Like, I was expecting a very, very small role for him mm. to break in, like, be, be dressed, come in for a couple of plays, but not mm-hmm. receive many targets. They just literally threw him into the wolves pretty much. And by God, what a play that was. Yep. That oh, as Sam Reddick was with the Panthers last year, then. Yeah. yeah, he was. It, yes, got it right. Drafted by the card, drafted by the Cardinals, and then signed with the Panthers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. To be just want to follow up on uh, Chris's uh, comments. I don't have a lot of comments in Russia if the, if this becomes a shootout. To be honest, I don't have any comments in Jalen Hurts if I was an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. Like the guys, like when you look at his actual uh, passing ability, it's not that great. Well, here's an here's an irony for you. At the moment, Cooper Rush and Jalen Hurts have the same amount of passing touchdowns, but Cooper Rush has zero interceptions and Hurts has two. Hurts right now is on pace for a season for 13 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for um, Hurts at the moment, obviously, there is... is the ground, yeah. you know, obviously last week he surpassed Cam Newton, I think it was, with the, yeah. the most TDs within the first 25 g- games yeah. of his career. It's our PO's, it's yeah. RPOs that, that, that wins the day for them. And in terms of passing, it's all short and, and screens. But I mean, like I say, we'll get to that in a minute. So Michael Gallup, I think, is hit the ground running. We, you know, he's Michael Gallup. We all we knew him before the injury, and he's exactly the same now. CD Lamb. So, what came up during that game is drop passes. Is it becoming an issue with CD Lamb for you guys, or do you think perhaps playing with a backup quarterback has something to do with it? I mean, you're always. I mean, you you are always going to have drop passes at times. I mean. Michael Irvin drop passes, mm-hmm. Des drop passes that mm-hmm. you know you you really thought, and I mean obviously Gallup Gallup dropped a you know for, for for as great a catch as he did on on the sideline there there was the one that was bobbling, uh, it wasn't it was a wounded wounded duck ball but you know he got his fingers on it and he just dropped it and I mean both him and Lamb that that was two drives that were killed off because they dropped the ball. Um, you know, it, it is slightly concerning when, but I mean, again, both of the, these guys are young. They're both trying to establish themselves as being a potential one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it takes a little while. I mean, even Michael Irvin took a couple of years to truly hit the ground. True. Um, Des as well. I mean, Des, Des was still playing in the background of, Aust- uh, Miles Austin and what have you. Daz was the playing special team. teams. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. you know, it, it takes a while to establish yourself. And, um, you know, you are gonna, you are still going to have little bouts of um, confidence or, or lack of confidence or whatever. But um, Joe's completely you know, right, man. Yeah. yeah. But I, I got some questions to ask you guys, mainly from the one come up on the UK Cowboys fans group. Uh, they always take priority. Uh, first one is from David Hayes. I said Hayes, not Hayes. Uh, he says, defense will be too much Dallas to win by 10. But here's a question for you from Lloyd is, um, are the Eagles a fake 5-0? They haven't beat anyone with any decent quality, right? 
Yeah. See, here's the thing, right? We are getting criticized by Eagles fans saying that we're frauds because we've not been up against a decent defensive line. Offen- offensive, offensive line, line yeah. And Which is I'm, a fair I, comment. It's a fair comment, but if mm. you were to say that before the season started, you would actually say a completely different story. You would expect us to lose those games. Oh, yeah. We're playing with house money. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like, now you're saying it because of how things, the events have transpired. Yeah, they're now the worst offensive lines now. Yeah. But when you look Not at, at the teams, time, but when you look at these teams, like so, we knew the commanders were terrible, we knew that mm-hmm. we knew like Jacksonville were going to be a mid table team, like we knew the Detroit Lions were going to be bad. So, who have they really who are they here to kid? They've been if, if, if they're saying we're frauds, then they're the even bigger frauds, in my opinion. When yeah. you think that the way they played last week against the Cardinals, they should have lost that game. They should have lost that game. I'm, I don't care what anybody says. They should have lost that game. The Cardinals basically screwed themselves over on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, look, look at look at the NFC East this year. I mean, um, strong, strong. You got you got three teams that are five and zero or four and one. You know, and only the Commanders are the booty juice. Um, mm pulling up the rear so um... if you take away the commander's lawn so you look at those three teams they are 14 and 2 and but when you think one of those losses the giants had against the cowboys they don't get me wrong like they did have the vikings as well but even still they're they're being hit and miss as well despite their record Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, if we're saying the Cowboys are playing with house money, <laughs> the Giants definitely are. Uh, and yeah, Giants are, and uh, it's such a weird season already. <laughs> yeah, really I mean, you, you, here's the funny part, right, Paul? Is if you think about how the off season went, and then you watch the first game by, uh, against the Bucks, then we lose Dak. You would never say, you would never have thought everything that's transpired for the Cowboys to be where they are now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll put this for example. No one expected um, Aaron Rodgers to mess up the, the game in London. Last week. What the hell was that all about? That was bad. Like, I was like, he literally gifted the Giants the win. Yeah, it is oh. true. <laughs> but should we get to the fun side, right? Let's get to the fun side. Let's talk about the Cowboys' defense. Is it? This yeah, is always the go- good. Yeah, let's go oh. for it. This is always the fun stuff because the cow the, the, the cowboys offense is kind of one dimensional in some respects. So the cowboys defense, I mean, at the moment is playing at an elite level. Yeah, I think we we happy to say uh, that's elite. an understatement. That's yeah. an understatement. Yeah. 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 But you, I mean, you, you have to go back to nine, you have to go back to nineteen seventy two for the last time that we kept anybody under 20 points for the first five yeah. games of the season. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, I did that into my article. So, I did. Yeah. Well, here's a good one is that they are averaging the defense one touchdown per game. Yeah. Yep. That is wild. Especially when you think, think of the offensive players the Cowboys have played. When you think about it, you're just like, wow. You know, they, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, exactly. So Cooper Cup, I mean Cooper Cup, I mean that that was just 
as I was saying on Tuesday night again, you know, that was just purely Cooper Cup being, you know, it's a hell of a play. Yeah, he was well. Hell of a catch and just, you know, caught us in a in a sort of zero blitz where it was just man yeah, coverage yeah. on everybody and yeah and you had you, you had Diggs playing from the slot and I'm telling you yeah. now Diggs cannot play from the slot seeing that no he's very <laughs> an outside guy yeah for sure yeah. I'm totally with you there and here's another crazy fact Lord that so far this season a lot of people are complaining about the Cowboys run defense which is somewhat true especially for runs on the outside but here's one for you right Paul and then I'll let you speak the Cowboys have only allowed one running back which was Saquon Barkley to score eight rushing touchdowns see this is the thing I'm having a bit of problem with so again PFF does have their good things and their bad things for them mm-hmm. to criticize our, our run defense which is very very low mm-hmm. comparison to our passing like in terms of the pass protection, it's right up there. Sorry, oh, sorry, yeah. pa- yeah. sorry pass, pass rush. Sorry, D- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, I'm t- I'm, yeah, I'm turning into you tonight. Jeez, well, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like you just said, like, we've only gave it one rushing touchdown, like, and that's Saquon Barkley, one of the I, best I, running backs. And let's remember as well, a lot of the, the run defense is when we're blocked up and stuff like that, like, from pass protection. So, so it, it used to be like so. I'll take the Giants as a prime example here with Daniel Jones. This is a prime example where it was it was normally supposed to be a pass rush, then it turned into an actual like fifteen yard, twenty yard run by Daniel Jones because he escaped the pocket. Because mm-hmm. so yeah. that does not take any consideration. That's not on the run defense. That is actually just down to like so the linebackers and failing to come down that as well. So. In terms of the run defense, I'm happy with that. Like, in t- like well, happy with how we're performing because yeah. we're, we're we're not giving up points. That's the and that's the aim of the game. The, the idea of your defense like, is well, I mean, if you're gonna you, like like when you look at it, right, Paul? They get the passes. Uh, they get sorry the 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 pass rushes. They get the pressures. They're doing well with their defensive backs. Like you can't stop all of it. Somewhere something has to go wrong. The only thing that you want to do is the bit that you go wrong. You manage to um, limit to, you know, like you make that weakness not a complete explosive problem, which yeah. it isn't because, like you say, they're, they're allowing the yards, but they're not allowing the points. I mean, when we take last week, for example, we held the Rams to 38 yards, total rushing yards. 33 yep. of those yards was from Cam Akers, mm-hmm. and he was averaging 2.5 yards per carry. Yep. So that's, that's just barely getting over the line of scrimmage, essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for us to do that to the Rams, like don't get me wrong, they've had you say, oh yeah, they had the O line promise, but even still, our, we did our job, right? And we what was it we did to like so Joe Mixon that we held him down to like sixty or something odd yards, yeah. Like I, I just I just don't understand the whole um, bad grading with terms. I think our run defense is actually is fine. I'm okay with it, and it seems to be getting better. It is getting better. <laughs> Like we're because we're, we're seeing Bohana, we're seeing Tristan Hill, we're seeing all the guys in the interiors actually getting into the backfield, making tackles for losses. Now we're starting to see more of this now, and yeah. and like I said, the, the Marcus Lawrence, he's been phenomenal in terms of this run defense. When you look back and watch the tape, he's been he's been great. Mm-hmm. Like like don't just because his name's not getting put on the stat sheet, 
But when he's at, when you actually look and dissect the, the film and what he's doing, he's actually dictating and, st- and forcing the runner backs to go in different directions. And that's, that's when I'm making as much of the yards. Yeah. So, uh, and some of the sacks Parsons has got is because quarterbacks have seen Tank coming down. So yeah. they, they've moved the other way had, to avoid the sack it, it, and they, they've ended up running into Micah Parsons. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's, pure, it's pure reactionary. Like pure yeah. reaction. Yeah, they because they, obviously, you know, because Tank is coming from the open side, so he, it's the, the way the quarterback's facing, he can see that pressure coming towards him. So he sees it, goes, oh, I need to escape this pressure that's coming from Tank, goes to go the other way, but he's met by Micah Parsons. So a lot of it is because... Tanks forcing the quarterback that way because he's screaming. He's having a great season. And when they said he was losing weight in the off season, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, they're trying to bring old Tank back, you know, like yeah. rookie Tank, where he was just yeah. on fire. We, you know, if you remember yeah. what he was like, and he was lighter then, you know. Yeah, I'm just gonna bring up uh, Andrew's comment. It's D lot is hurt. He's limited he, he, right he now. Is. It's limited. He's With limited. The chest. Yeah, yeah, so, he's, yeah, so, he's so got a chest injury, but yeah, but so wet, again, so. he's he's been asked comments today about you know will he be able to play? He says he can't do anything about the fact that he's injured or you know got a sore chest. Mm-hmm. But you know, yes. you know, you you need to lock him in a cage basically to stop him playing on Sunday. So yes, so he, he'll be wet, there. So he will not miss an Eagles game. Wednesday's participation, he was limited. Today, he was limited. So expect him to be limited on Friday and his game status will be questionable. So that's what is expected. Mm. And, you know, by, by by the sounds of it, from what they're saying, is that it's more like a, a sort of stretching and rest sort of thing, you know, like a, a miniature rehab, which is much the same with what Micah Parsons is going through. And, He's already said he's going to play. Um, but, yeah, I mean, here's one thing I want to talk about, and I put this post up this week, is Osa Odigizua. Oh, yeah, he's, four tackles oh, yeah. for loss in that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen? He's second in the league, right behind Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald in pass rush win rate. Uh, and yeah, third, for, uh, for defensive tackles, yeah. For a defensive tackle. <laughs> And it's yeah. it's not even close between him and third. But Aaron Donald is like, uh, if I remember, he's like nineteen point eight percent in terms of win rate. Osa Odigizua nineteen point six. So he's yeah. clipping at his heels. We're, I mean, so that guy's playing really well right now. And where's Jordan Davis? Is he not like quite further down? Uh, oh yeah, know. yeah. Because I'd have to go jo- check. Jordan Jordan Davis is is actually still behind Fletcher Cox on the. No, on the depth true. chart, they're not. They're not actually bringing him in gently. Bringing him in gently, you know. Yeah. If you compare his stats against oh, um, oh, Osa and what have you, um, Osa's out outperforming him, and you, you think that Osa's not getting the, Osa's probably getting a little bit more playing time than than. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Jordan Davis is, but you know. The, the stats are certainly proving that Osa is the better guy at the moment. So so far, so far. I, I just want to kind of flag this up. Did anyone see the the, the national statistics of the late games um, of who was broadcasting where? No. Right, right. So no. so every state has the more popular game, and they flag like so. Um, 
red was Cowboys at Rams, blue was Eagles at, at Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Only, only, only two... two states in USA were blue and the rest were red. <laughs> yeah. I just had to flag that up there. Be careful talking about red and blue states now, Paul. Oh, yeah. Sorry about <laughs> that. <laughs> that. This could turn into a different type of show, otherwise. Oh, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, here's two names, though. Uh, I want to talk about very specifically right now. One is Tristan Hill. I'm going to let you talk about him, Paul. The second is Sam Williams, which we'll get to in a moment, because what's interesting with Sam Williams, which we'll get to, is that I noticed last week he's playing on the outside, the inside, and in the middle. But let's talk about Tristan Hill. I don't think he's been spoken about enough. He's doing his job really well. I've been very impressed with Tristan Hill. Been very impressed. He's been like the the forgotten man in our defense right now. Yeah, like he's been. I mean, stats. What he's, he's he's adding more tackles. He's getting some tackles for losses. He's getting into mm -hmm. the backfield. He's mm -hmm. he's looking sharp. He's looking good. I mean, he's not going to be setting the world up with fire, but he's doing his job very effectively. He's get he's getting off his blocks. He's getting into the backfield. He's creating pressures. Yeah. What more? What more can you ask for right now? So, and again, this is all down to the works of Aiden Dirty and Dan Aiden Quinn. Dirty. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Dirty has a, a big say in all of this. It, it really does. And it's followed him, you know, because you think he was at the 49ers. What was the no, defensive Falcons. line? Falcons. Falcons. Sorry. Yep, yeah, but I think he did. I, he was at the 49ers as well. I swear he was. Um, at, at I, I can't point. recall, but I don't think he was. I think it was just straight towards the, the Falcons. Um, to follow... I'll, have to, I'll have to check. I, I'll, 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 I'll check it right now, mate. I'm, pre I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure. But, but um, you know, like for me, Tristan Hill on run defense is doing his job exactly how you want him to do. But the question is, is has he done enough? especially when you think of the years previous with the injury history, has he done enough to deserve a continued contract at Dallas next year? Absolutely. I, I mean, think so I, too. I, it depends what the deal is. I think he, like, he's yeah. not he's not going to get like a second rounder extension deal like because of the, the amount of time he's missed out. Mm -hmm. not, like, we're not going to pay him like he was like that second round draft pick that we, we drafted him for. We'll probably end up giving them like I don't know a mid-range type of deal where it's kind of team friendly or something. Like that, but I don't know. I would like to keep. I like to keep just now. I like to keep our options and stuff like that. But because he's quite versatile in what he can he, do. Yes, he, he can play the free tech. He can actually play the one. He can play the zero as well. Mm. Maybe not as effective as the zero, but yeah. he can play it. Like that, the zero is definitely a Bohanas out there. And, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um. But yeah, um, but just to follow up what you were saying there, Aiden Dudley was just with the Falcons. He played for the Panthers when he was play as a player, and he also played for Kansas City on the practice squad. But as a coach, it was always the Atlanta Falcons. Well, I'm thinking of somebody else then. You're uh, thinking, um, you're, no, you're thinking of uh, Jim Tulsillo, the former mm, coach. He was the head coach for know. the 49ers. Don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but let's talk about Sam Williams because we've seen him playing from the three tech position in inside lawn. Um, I think it's no surprise, mind you, when you think of the physicality and the strength he's got. Do you think because everybody was talking about like guys like Chauncey Golston taking that role where they move him up and down the line, 
I think Sam Williams has deserved to get some more snaps and to take over that role. What do you reckon, Ron? Oh, I do, I do as well. I mean, you're seeing him, obviously, the start of the season, there was a few stupid penalties. He was getting the rough in the passers. The, mm. um, you know, there was a few things like that. Now, you can say, obviously, about the way the NFL's going with the rough in the mm. passer penalties. But, nah. um, you know, I think at least one of them, I think, was probably justified if nothing else if you would agree if you don't want if you don't want to say that you're um a complete homer or anything like that um but you know the last couple of weeks he's really come on i mean you saw like what was it the giants game he, he practically threw one of the offensive linemen into the running back and made the mm. or that was the commander's game sorry yeah. Through the run, it threw the through a tight end. It was a tight yeah. end he threw in. Through, right. yeah. um, you know, and he, he stepped up in that game. You know, obviously to bring when Micah was injured and you know um, Sam Williams was in the game, and obviously you got them to third down every time. So you know you were able to bring Micah on for a third down and what have you. So Sam Williams is carving out a niche for himself. I mean this. The the greatness of this is that the whole of this defensive line is just absolutely um, finding ways. You know, everybody right. is coming on. Even even Calvin Watkins or Carlos Watkins, who was a practice squad uh, elevation last week, he didn't get on the stat sheet, but he actually um, held his own. Held his own, and you know yeah. he was taking on double teams, etc. So definitely. Mike, look at the comment below from DJ Dog. Forty-nine minutes until contract starts started. That's our that's our new record for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Maybe <laughs> um, stats on this show. Yeah, sleep. everyone's sleeping in dorms. Armstrong, that's a nine name. Uh, like he's for me right now, it's been the most improved player for the team right now. Yeah, defense well, and special teams. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. But he's, 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 make, he's, he's making the most of the the opportunities he's getting. I mean, obviously, last year he was sharing time with Randy Gregory. Um, ah, you, know, you just beat me to a question. Yeah. You beat me to a question, and I'll ask you both. Is it that, that you know, Dorrance Armstrong's playing better, or is it just that he's playing more? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just the fact he's playing more as well. And, and as much we criticised, we ridiculed our front office for not signing Dredway and stuff like that. And we did have, we had our um, our worries about our defensive line. Like we're not reinforcing it and stuff, per se. Well, we did bring in Dante Fowler Jr. And that guy we haven't talked about yet. Um, yeah. But the guys are already there. They've, they've stepped up. It's like, okay, it's my time to shine. And we're seeing that. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right. Let, let's get on to the defensive backs and then we'll get some score predictions then. Uh, but defensive backs is going to be a simple question. Is this the best defensive back group we've had since the Super Bowl days? I would say yes. I, th I think it is. Um, so, so, certainly since the post Dion Sanders days. That's I mean, what I mean. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, you can say that. You know, obviously, the scheme is is different this year. That um, obviously, the, as I've said in the past, you know, the Marinelli scheme was 
let them make the catch. Don't don't Fly gamble on going. Yeah, don't gamble on going for the the interception and missing and giving up the the eighty yard touchdown or whatever. You know, let them make the let them make the ten yard catch and work the you know the bend bend don't break defense. Yeah, yeah. This defense, I mean, and you know, again, Anthony Brown seems to be flourishing in this defense. Yeah. Um, Deron Bland is is showing up. You've got Jordan Lewis. Okay, he's hampered by um, injuries at the moment, but, but he got a sack early, last week. Yep, early part of the early part. And then look at this safety. Look at this safety group. I mean, even when Jaron Curse was out, you you had McQuamu and um, a Bell coming in as well and playing well. You've got Wilson, who's you know you're actually now. Potentially, you can spell Anthony Barr because you can have three safeties on the field at one time as mm-hmm. well. Take him off, and you know you you have one of those safeties as a, a sort of hybrid linebacker. Um, you know, this is a, across the board. We have strength, and I mean, how often can you say that about? You know, we've been screaming for years about spending capital on a safety. Mm-hmm. We. You know, and we've got it for relatively cheap cost as well. We haven't yeah. actually yeah, we've had to go out. Loads, and... yeah. <laughs> like both like draft capital and cap cost. Totally agree yep. with you. And like when you think when we started doing this show like four or five years ago, like when you think of the safety because every week this was a struggle yeah. to talk about these lot. And now we're talking about the strongest position. Easy. In terms of like talent and depth. Yeah, outside of Micah Parsons. Because you can just consider him as his own position group, um, but you you spoke about Anthony Barr. Me personally, I'm not taking him off the field this week against Jalen Hurts, only because he has a very good balance of like speed, mobility, which is vital in stopping Jalen Hurts, stopping your running back, so Miles Sanders. But he can yep. get out and cover the flat, so you know, like on screen passes and what have you. He's going to be a guy, I think, who's going to have a big day. He's going to have a big role in this. Because by doing that, you can leave your two safeties free to, like, basically roam on the outside to get to stop A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. And you just leave Micah Parsons do whatever he wants, whether it's off ball or edge. Yep. I, I, I think I think what I'm kind of doing this, this week is generally only using the front four to create the pressure this week and, you know... Yeah. Yeah, use, totally use the linebacker. Use the linebackers to take away the short. Um, you know, have yeah. somebody like have somebody like Barr, or even, you know, if you're going to bring Wilson down or Curse down, you know, have them be the spy. Yeah. Um, because dare him to pass, basically, is what you say. Uh huh. Dare dare him to pass. Yeah. Let let our defensive linemen get get to him because mm. the last and thing contain. you want the last thing you want is basically him. You guys overshooting the quarterback, giving a creating mm-hmm. a gap in the offensive yeah. line, and off he goes. And you know you need to have somebody spying on him. And yeah. I think you'll probably see um, Micah Parsons probably as an edge rusher more this week than as a linebacker because the last thing you want to do is having him changing direction uh, in the open field, and you know that's that's that'll put the pressure on the groin. Yeah, injury. the groin injury um, is something to take into consideration. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm using Bar for that, and then Curse is your tight end killer. 
um, because you got to take Dallas Guard out away. Because if you take Dallas Guard out away, and you take the run game, what you're doing now is you're daring Jalen Hurts, who won't do it, to throw the ball deep down to AJ Brown or quickly to Devonta Smith uh, on these screen passes. But you, you, you know, you do that, you you can take away this offense. That's the way to do it. Um, so it'll be quite interesting to see. But let's do this then, guys. It's that time of the show. Ooh, fantasy time. No, score oh. predictions. Ooh. Fantasy's next. So everyone at home, give us your score predictions, what you think it's going to be. I've given mine in already to the guys at Blogging the Boys. They asked for it. I oh, yeah, I need, I, need I, send, I need to send mine in, actually. Yeah, I've done yeah. mine already. 24, uh, what did I say? 24-14. To the cowboys. So Ooh. everyone at home, give us what you think. Um, I'll start with you, Lom. What are you going for? I'm fairly close to you, actually. I've, I've sort of gone with twenty three seventeen. I think. Mm, um, I, like I think. It. I think. We, ultimately, I think this is the week that we do give up more than one touchdown. Um, mm. And you've just got to. You've just got to hope that. Uh, you know this this offense of ours is able to put stuff together, but I think they're capable of doing that. I mean, as as we've said, you know the Eagles they haven't been tested yet. You know they can say that we haven't been tested yet, but I mean we've gone up against the the two teams that were playing for the Super Bowl. You can only play them um, as as on what they field on on the field at the time, and we've actually come through those tests. We've gone up against Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald wasn't a game breaker last week. Yeah, he got the two sacks, but I mean, it's not it's not like um, they absolutely shut us down. The only game that we've been completely held out of, probably you would say, would be the the Tampa Bay game. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning but, okay. of the season, um, yeah. but I think, yeah, I, th- I think we're going to we're still going to win this. I've I've got my money on the Cowboys. So. Go on, then, Paul. What are you going for? Man, while you're doing that, I'll bring up people's scores. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Andy's went twenty-four seventeen. Joe's went for thirty to twenty Cowboys. Benny's went twenty to thirteen. Chris has went twenty-seven twenty-four. And Idris will score most of the points in the second half. Interesting. Mm, okay, they're going to I'm going to say twenty-one sixteen. Okay. Interesting score line. I like it. So, what are you going for? Two in the air, one on the ground, or two on the ground, one in the air? I'm going to say or, de- no. Or right. a defensive touchdown. Exactly. Ah, okay. Pack, I like pack it. sex, baby. Pack sex. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. So, keep we're, them scores coming let, in. That's the, that's the only thing we're missing right now. We're missing a pack sex from an interception. Like we've had a we've had a we've had a fumble recovery to a touchdown. We've had, uh, well, we've not had a special teams touchdown yet, have we? No, no, we, ha- no, we haven't. Uh, no, so, not yet. So we're missing two out of the collection. So we're missing the special teams touchdown, and we're missing a uh, pick six interception. So, I, I, do you know what? This could be a game where Turpin gets a nice little Turpin Yeah, get a jet sweep pass just to try and. Pull them horizontally, you know, that would oh, help yeah. quite a lot. Let, let's see one of them come into play. But let's do this. The favourite part of the show, and we'll explain to everybody, is the Fantasy Lounge, guys. Yeah, boy. 
So last week's scores. Do you want to have a look where everybody ranks now? Oh God! Oh, right. go on. Go for, go for <laughs> it. It's very interesting. It's changed a lot in the last week. So we'll explain to everybody as well for anyone playing at home how this game works. But here it is, look. The leaderboard. Oh, 57. Oh. The leaderboard. <laughs> so what you're seeing here on the bottom is uh, basically everyone's predictive scores, how accurate they are in predicting them. And just bear in mind, Nexus only done one game prediction. <laughs> so we yeah, so is Hackman. Hackman's only done one as well. <laughs> Hackman wants revenge. <laughs> I don't think he's speaking to us at the moment because of it. Oh, God. That, yeah. <laughs> that was very controversial although though he did like my um batman versus joker picture so i think that was we've... pretty cool that was, <laughs> I, like that. I was, that was pretty cool that, it, was, it was red art wasn't it? yeah i don't know I, you know what we're like when it comes to comics mate we just put it out there oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah see there you go but here it is guys it's very very simple it's a game of higher lower over under whichever you want to call it I give you the fantasy scores that have been predicted for this week for both teams in terms of players. You decide whether it's um, whether it's a boy or boy, so more points or an O boy, which is less. Uh, play along at home as well. See how accurate you can get it. So let's hit you off first of all with Cooper Rush. He's going to go off for thirteen point six fantasy points this year. Is that an O boy? Uh, sorry, an, a boy O boy or an O boy? Jesus Christ. Or you can say split. Yeah, you even. can push as well, which gives you a point either way. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying split. You're going evens. Yeah, um, no hesitation. No hesitation. I think we pull out the bag of tricks this week to some extent. Um Lauren, that just gives me the absolute fear of using bag of tricks associated with our offense and Kellen Moore. So that is making me would say No, under. I just I, I just think we play them at their own game and we get screen passes going and get yardage mm. that way. So we I are think... missing the screen. We are we've only had eleven screen plays this yep. season, which is nothing. I, yeah, I I think we play them at their own game. So I think there will be some screen passes mm -hmm. completed. And I think there will be a touchdown, so I'm going. I'm going over. All right, then I like it. All right, so let's go to the next one. As I say, guys, play along at home. Tell us whether you think it's more or less, and which player yeah, so, it is you're talking about. Yeah, uh, so, so let's go with Zeke Elliott. Well, well before you do that, Joe's went over, so yes. Joe's he's went over. So I I put that one up. Ezekiel Elliott, eleven point seven points. Is that? A boy, oh boy, or an oh boy? I'm going to say down. And uh, I'm saying under. I agree with you. I'm actually, a Tony Pollard game. That's what no, I think. I, I wouldn't say, not even Tony Pollard game. I just generally think it's one of those games him. where I'm actually considering benching Zeke on my fantasy team right now. For fantasy, I can see why. I can I can totally agree with you. Like I I wouldn't bench him off the team because here's the thing: is you need Zeke to complement Pollard. I think the two working together is very yeah. But well. but but we are doing fantasy lounge here, Fant so yeah. So for fantasy, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. So what about you, Lon? I think 
I'm going to push on that, I think, 50 yards, and chances are he gets a short-range TD as well. So um, that would probably push him to to the mark. Okay, then. All right. Uh, let's try CD Lamb then next. CD Lamb, 13.9 fantasy points. Over. Okay. I'm going over. Yep, so just to kind of go over the other comments for the previous one, everyone's... I've done them, I've done them. Oh, you've done them? Did you not announce it, no? Yeah, well, I was kind of like just bringing them up. Yeah, we'll mention the names because we need to think about the audio as well. All right, okay. Okay, so... Go on, Lorne. Lorne, what you got for us? CD Lamb, right. Joe is saying... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm... Yep. I'm going to go over for CD Lamb as well. If okay. I if I've gone over for if I've gone over for Cooper, I better go over for Lamb. <laughs> and uh, uh, Chris from YouTube is saying under this game has a Michael Gallup toe drag swag. I like it. I like yeah. it. I do. I like that. All right then. Uh, so this one is a bit of a weird one. I got Dalton Schultz here, but it, you know it's whether he's going to play. So we'll say the tight end position. At six points, I don't think Schultz is going to play. So it's Peyton Hendershot, basically. I, 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 if it's Hendershot, I'm still going to say lower. I'm going to go lower as well. Bearing in mind that last week we didn't even complete a pass to a tight end or a running back. Yeah. It was only three, yeah. three different receivers last weekend. So yeah. Um, I one, think, tar- I think one, we- one target between three tight ends. Yeah, I yeah. think we will we will get them involved this game, but six. I I I, I just don't see us in that, so I'll I'll say lower. Lower. Okie dokie. And then lastly on this list is <laughs> lastly on this list is the Cowboys defense, and I'm stalling so I can see the score is six point nine. Fantasy points. Bear in mind, last year they scored over twenty. Twenty-one points exactly. Yep. I'm I'm going high. I'm going higher. We've talked. For, there's going to be at least a pick six. So let's go up. Let's go up. I'm doing my Daniel Bryan right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people here are saying way over Benny. Yeah. Saying over. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. When, the way how our defense are playing right now, and the way how Jalen Hurts is sus like to the interception, yeah, at, yeah. So I find it's unanimous. This one it has to be yeah. over. It has a lot to of be people feeling rather confident in very uh, confident. I'm in the very defense. confident in that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the other side then, to the Eagles side. Boom. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts, nineteen point three fantasy points. Oh. Yeah, he's he's not playing right. bad either, mind. He's like uh, number two in fantasy rankings. As close as the, is the Russian, though, is the is yeah. the Russian and the yeah. TD, and the Russian TDs they actually yeah. accumulate more. Here's here's one for you, Paul. To bear in mind when you go to give this point, that uh, Jalen Hurts has six rushing touchdowns, which is the most rushing touchdowns yeah, yeah. outside of the running back position. But Joe does not care. He's going under. Hmm. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say split. 
even. Even Stevens. Yeah. Low. And I'll join you I'll join you on that one. I think it's even as well. Yeah. Nah, he can he can throw in an interception up, um, yeah. which will bring that score down. So Miles Sanders, twelve point no. seven points, and they are running the ball effectively. And I I do believe rushing yards, Miles Sanders, I think is third. I might be get... wrong though. Where we where we're doing that, I'm gonna look up the, the bloody his stats right now. I'm I'm uh, I'm going to go under for Miles Sanders. Actually, I think we're I think we're going to do enough to scheme him out of the game. Yeah. Okay, Paul. If um, I can put a rush on you here. What was the total points again? Uh, it was twelve point seven. My head is telling me over, but my heart's saying lower. So I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going lower. Lower, AJ Brown. That's the number one wide receiver who has, by the way, over three hundred fifty yards on the season. Same as Devonta Smith, four hundred thirty-six. Yeah, yeah, uh, fifteen point two. So let's put a rush on these two ones now, guys. Fifteen point two over under. Paul. Well, he's only had one touchdown this season, so correct. I'm going lower. Lower. Yeah, I'll go lower. I'll go lower as well on that one. Awesome. Okay. Um. So because, Dallas, because again, well, because when you really do think about it, like, yeah, you may have all these yards. Even Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, they're right up yeah. there in terms of passing yards or whatever, and that. But they've only like, like you said, it's like four passing touchdowns out of the five games. So it's not a lot when you consider it, and the most of the touchdowns yeah. are came from the rush. That's so. It. So yeah. that plays a big part to this. So I'm saying lower all day. Dallas got that 11.9. Lower. Keep going, Paul. No lower. lower. All right. Interesting. Lord? Lower as well, I think. I, I, I just, I think, you know, this is going to be, the, our defense is going to be the immovable object for um, the Philadelphia offense. And I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keen that we're coming away with a win. So I'm going lower on that. Yeah, like because he's averaging 67 yards a game. Uh, okay, and uh, uh, the uh, Eagles' defense 6.5. Higher, I'm higher. saying higher. Yeah, I think there will yep. be at least 10 points. At least, if you said 10 or 11, then I would have said split. All right. Yeah, I'll go higher on that one as well. Sweet. All right, then, guys. Well, that is it for the Fantasy Lounge. Thank you for everybody joining at home as well. Uh, we will always we always like your predictions and your scores. Um, but that is it for this week. Uh, hopefully, we get a win and clinch the NFC East. Um, make sure as well to go on our social media, look at the travel package, which is planned for next year. Um, but, Lorne, hit me with this baby. Yeah, so if, like Paul, you're going to a game this season, make sure that you book up with Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet and greet, stadium tours, game ticketing, tailgating, etc. Get to meet guys like Micah Parsons, Jay Novacek, Drew Pearson, Zach Martin. Um, you know, uh, there's lots of uh, tours of the star, tours of the, the stadium. Um, you know, they'll look after you. Use the... Use the Say that we send you the UK Cowboys and you'll get 
Free stuff. Free stuff. And obviously go and follow uh, some of the other content creators uh, and media guys. They're all there on the screen for you to go and follow. We highly recommend you go and follow them. But that's it for this week. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun. Um, so, yes, we will see you uh, on Tuesday where we would have been completely running on fumes since it's a 1.20 a.m. kickoff here in the U.K., um, but stay safe over the weekend and to finish the show off as we do every week, these guys are going to finish it off. See you all again, guys. After you, Lauren, you go first. Right, go and have a good weekend, guys. Hopefully, we're back here Tuesday talking about a Cowboys victory in top of the NFC East. Screw the Eagles. <laughs>